And welcome to a bonus episode of the Racking Focus podcast. I'm John Doyle, sitting here with my wife, Lisa, on my sofa, and we're prepping to watch Amazon Studios' Brittany Runs a Marathon on Amazon Prime. Really excited to watch Jillian Bell perform in this movie. Uh, my wife's run a half marathon. She's got some experience in sort of the, the things about this movie, and i um, super excited for us to watch it. And we'll be back in just a few moments with the review, because things are starting. You're listening to the Racking Focus podcast. And welcome back to the Racket Focus Podcast. I'm John Doyle. I'm here sitting with my wife, Lisa, on a special bonus episode. We just recently finished watching uh, watching Brittany Runs a Marathon, and we wanted to take a few moments and share some spoiler-free thoughts. Actually, they may end up being spoiler-filled. I'll try to give a warning before we get there about the film. It's available right now on Amazon Prime, and it's quite a movie. I want to give it uh, my highest possible review just from the start. Let me talk briefly in a non-spoiler way about it. I think uh, what I want to say about the movie is that it it really takes what is a potentially uh, old school sort of romantic comedy-esque coming of age film style and it takes those tropes and it turns almost all of them on their side. The movie's entirely recognizable as a film about woman sort of coming to terms with herself and growing and developing as the film progresses but it takes each of the individual bumps in the road those moments that the character has to overcome or enjoy or explore some special part of themselves and it twists it in a way that is far more honest and far more um, emotionally powerful than we might normally see in the trite use of those same tropes. Uh, the film is about a woman named Brittany who at the beginning of the film is overweight uh, and uh, essentially drunk and taking drugs. and But all of those things are recreational. In, in no way is she some kind of uh, addict as we might see in a movie where we're trying to learn about the problems of addiction. She simply is a person who is exercising a variety of unhealthy behaviors. And as we learn through the film, those unhealthy behaviors have some value or purpose to her underlying human condition. But the thing about the movie is that she goes on this challenge to try and figure out how to get out of the medical hole that she's in. And that journey falls into an experience of running and before I get to spoiler stuff, I just want to say that the running sequences in the film are more honestly done than running sequences I've seen in any film before. Uh, running gets a good rap from people. It This great endorphin, exploding, triumphant experience. But the process of running, especially starting running for a person who's a beginner, is not easy. And you're always making the decision to put one foot in front of the other. And the movie challenges those preconceived notions about the glory of running and uh, something like chariots of fire. And it takes those ideas and it just twists them and gives a much more honest appraisal. But if this movie was just some kind of crazy film about a woman learning to love herself through difficulty and getting past her own issues about her own self-image, whether it was weight or whatever it may be, it would not be the the quality film it is. The movie really ends up being about some very interesting characters 
exploring that experience of training for the marathon and training for the marathon that to some extent is life. And so before I hit the spoiler stuff, I just want to say that the richness of the characters in this film is extraordinary. You know these people, you care about them, and uh, Brittany in particular is so richly and well-performed and well-written. It's a real pleasure to uh, watch the actress explore the character that the text and her performance and ultimately the real-life story have brought for us. Uh, the characters that surround her seem real, honest. You know, Josiah would say they're indie kind of characters. They're, they don't feel like Hollywood stars, and as a result, they feel like they could be the person down the street. I mean, part of this movie takes place in Philadelphia, and the people feel like they're folks I know from Philly. And the story in New York, they feel like people from New York, they don't feel like actors. And there's something to be said about a film that is of high polished quality and still has actors that make you believe they're really the people that they are. So I think that that's what I wanted to say before I go into spoilers. Is there anything I said the other day that I can say beforehand? Okay. So at this point, we are five minutes into this podcast, and I'm going to yell the spoiler word. So if you are listening from this moment on, in fact, I'm going to give you a second or two to just stop, you should stop if you have not seen the movie. If you want to continue to listen, go to Amazon Prime and watch it. It's only about an hour and 30 minutes, and you won't be sorry. Um, I'm going to just give my own spoiler about the spoilers is... Um, at the end of this film, I turned to my wife and I said how good it was. And I said that through a wall of tears in my eyes, just a sheet of water over my eyes. Now, I didn't go bawling around the house, but uh, the emotional experience of this hit me pretty hard. And so what I'm going to say next may be worth listening to, um, but you don't want to listen to it until you've seen the film. So one more minute of wasted time and I'm going to go into spoilers. Here we go. So I, I cannot express the extraordinary experience of watching Brittany run the marathon at the end of the movie. You know, this movie could have fallen into a hundred different traps where we got what we expected. We got the easy overcome moment. But this movie's about learning how to ask for help. It's about running a marathon, but you don't do that alone. You do that through training, you do that through breaking your own natural behaviors, and you do it with the help of people around you. And this movie lives as a story of a person learning to run a marathon, and in fact sort of parallels the idea of the marathon throughout. When we watch Brittany in the final run, we discover that she's never run more than 22 miles. And you know, on that 23rd mile, as we're tracking, we see her good friend who's a gay character in a committed relationship with children waiting for her, calling out for her to make it, to keep going. And when I was talking to my wife about it, she said that, you know, people really do that. Those voices on the marathon trail saying you can make it are the thing that keep you going. But the movie doesn't just let it be easy. Like if you put that on screen, it's just a moment where a person hears a word and moves on and none of the personal trauma takes place. But the camera begins to careen around and we see this sort of handheld motion and 
strange cockeyed angles. The camera's Dutch. It's wandering as she's struggling. As she can't continue to move. And she's asked if she needs help from a person who we don't know, a character new to the film. And she, of course, after hearing her friend's voice, decides to take that hand. And then she continues on her journey, and we sort of see other characters, almost a Wizard of Oz style. Oh, you're the lion, you're the scarecrow, kind of run down that last section. But she finishes the race alone, and all of those things are what make this movie particularly rewarding. We're on a journey with Brittany, and although we may sympathize or empathize or experience the other characters, the movie demands that we live in her position, and we have to make those same choices in life constantly, and the movie's rich, empathetic nature is what makes it a powerful film to watch. Look, Josiah and I say all the time, it's hard to make a movie with bad cinematography, and there are times when this movie feels like a television movie, like it feels like it's shot in that much smaller cinematic vein than sort of a large giant you know explosive summer blockbuster or some extraordinary uh visual glory field like uh, the awe-inspiring imagery of something like uh downton abbey which i'm not particularly interested in but it looks gorgeous this movie looks like the real world but when we watch it we see craftsmanship behind the filmmaking that shows us that although it may be shot in a way that feels like a traditional romantic comedy, simple, clear camera work, not particularly extraordinary use of filters or grading or anything like that. The movie is based with story and with character and with solid directorial work that tells us a story that's really meaningful. You know, there's other places in the film, that, uh, late in the film, Brittany, who has lost weight and my wife and I talked extensively about the fact that although she loses weight, we never see her as skinny. She doesn't become the beautiful model. Now, she's certainly beautiful. She's beautiful when she's heavy. She's beautiful when she's lost weight. But the movie teases us with our own response to that by letting characters who say she looks beautiful feel cheap often or, or lewd or lecherous. And those moments are uncomfortable for us, even though we as an audience are doing them. But as Brittany sits at a table at a party when she's trying to recover from an accident that prevents her to continuing on her uh, journey to the first marathon that she misses, another really wonderful dramatic device, she looks at a, a woman across the way uh, from her at a table who's overweight or heavy or whatever we want to say, and sitting next to her is her husband who's skinny, and she cruelly and bitterly abuses the woman, ultimately judging her the way she believes other people are judging uh, Brittany herself. And in that moment, we see that so late in the film, we see a darkness in our main character that just clarifies all the broken problems that have happened before. You know, there's trite, responsive moments where Brittany sort of gets angry at someone and pushes them off, and they feel simple, and sometimes they feel contrived until you realize that none of that's the case, that really those are just the symptoms of what is a deep and rich pain a wound that this woman has coming essentially from her father, at least the story tells us, and she's unable to forgive herself. And as she attacks this other woman, she really shows the darkness within. And then the movie moves forward to a point where we get a response back from that woman to Brittany, and that could be a sweet and loving forgiveness letter. 
And instead, it's a letter that simply holds Brittany accountable because the movie is talking about accountability. And from a thematic perspective, it really does that job well. So I'm going to tell folks uh, in my rating section now, since I'm at 11, almost 12 minutes, to go see this movie. I think that you should, if you could see it in a theater, that'd be great. But I don't need you to spend that money. If you got Amazon Prime, this is one to put at the top of your Amazon Prime watching list. So uh, before you tune in to the next episode of uh, whichever series you're watching on Amazon Prime or you watch the newest movie that they're currently showing from regular stream or you watch some television show that you are excited to see on Amazon Prime, take a minute, watch the 90-minute, take 90 minutes, I guess, and watch uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon. It's a treat. It's well worth it. It's a movie you should not miss. And I'm not making a suggestion that you should not miss it because you're a woman. Uh, if you're a man, if you're a gay man, if you're a person going through a divorce, if you're a person happily married, this movie speaks to our own accountability as human beings. And although the movie is primarily a movie full of characters who are white, I think it still has things to say that will help folks of other ethnicities and other races sort of take a look at their own accountability in the damage they're doing to themselves and the troubles they experience in the world as they try and strive for some goal even if it's just a goal of walking down the street. So this is John Doyle for the Racking Focus podcast bonus episode about Brittany Runs a Marathon. Josiah and I will be back. I think the next thing we're going to be watching is The Irishman, but we have tons more stuff in December. You can contact us by going to our website at rackingfocus.com, and from there you can click a link, and you can email, email us at rackingfocuspod at gmail.com. You can follow us, us on Twitter at podfocus. You can follow us on Instagram at rackingfocuspodcast. You can just communicate us straight through this um, uh, Anchor uh, tool that is available if you go to us and listen to us on Anchor. But if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us a review. A five-star review would be preferable, and you can tell us we're crap in the comments. We don't care. We want to learn from what you have to say in your experience of our podcast. But the five-star reviews, get us other places, share it, and we hope you enjoy, or I hope you enjoyed today. I guess Lisa probably hopes you enjoyed today's podcast. And please go enjoy Brittany Runs a Marathon. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. <laughs>